0: Welcome to Illucinated, a podcast for curious souls driven by a desire for discovery. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Illucinated. So I skipped out a few weeks, um, for a few weeks because I just kind of didn't have anything to talk about and also because, um, I've been seeing a lot and sometimes I sing so hard and so much that like my throat is just tired, and and then I kind of thought, yeah, I kind of want to save my voice for- for singing, so I haven't been um, thinking about how to make another episode, and plus I've been seeing how like celebrities are like jumping on this podcast thing like No Tomorrow, um, like I think Prince Harry and megan megan markle or something mark merkel (laughs) uh i think they were making an episode or podcast and like michelle obama has one and it's just like is there space for me anymore like (laughs) i don't know if there was ever space for me but hey nobody's stopping me so um but i think it's kind of nice that podcasts are kind of this democratic experience where anyone who has something to say or even if you don't have something to say but you want to say something um it's a space for everyone and you don't have to be you know michelle obama to have a podcast you can be me you can be you you can be like anyone you know um like, if you have a phone, you can make a podcast, you know? Um, and anyway, so this week I wanted to talk about um, the idea of uh, the id, ego, and superego, which are concepts um, from Freud. And I think I've alluded to this or, like, I've mentioned it in the past, but I've never made, like, a full-on episode about it. And I feel like it's just something that's been not been on my mind like it just came up recently but i guess it was kind of like cooking in the background and um so yeah that's what we're going to talk about today um and this is just one of those episodes where i just like talk i don't have a script or anything but i feel like i have the ideas like down in my head and so we'll just see how this goes um so yeah i um i'll tell you why i started thinking about it. um, it's because... so i've been like working on like different projects and stuff like that and if you've listened to other episodes you know that like i've been like on this kind of search i guess for something to do that makes me feel positive or good or myself or something that lets me express the things that i feel need to be expressed and i realized that after i found that feeling which is kind of what i've been doing since i haven't been making episodes i've been looking for that feeling and i found that feeling which is amazing i feel um when i found that feeling i thought you know i think part of the reason i've been looking for this feeling is because i don't want to get made fun of (laughs) that like that's what it comes down to and um and if you know what id, ego, and super ego are meant to be, I feel like you kind of get where this is going. But if you don't, I'll just explain it real quick. So, id is basically your desires. It's like what you want um, on this like primal level. It's like what you want despite what anybody says. Like it's things that you want regardless of what other people want for you. And super ego is what society wants and super ego depends like super ego kind of depends on where you are like the setting that you're in um dictates pretty much what the super super ego of of that like environment is so like if if you're in south africa i don't know uh your super ego might be different than your super ego and like charlotte north carolina like the things that you care about kind of differ from place to place and depending on the politics and like you know the environment that the atmosphere the um the climate of of the energy that you're that, that, that you're in and um your id no your ego is basically just the intersection between your id and your super ego. It's the things that you genuinely want but that society is also willing to accept or it's the things that you want packaged in a way that society is willing to accept. And I feel like the reason I've been so like ah oh, like I need to express myself, I need to find my mode of expression was not because I wasn't somehow like expressing myself, but it was because I was expressing myself in a way that I felt like was unacceptable and it's painful to think about and it's kind of like you you almost want your id to like win and you want to have like no super ego and people talk about not wanting to have an ego but i think the truth is if you're gonna live on this earth it's really nice if who you are on the inside and who you present to the world can find some sort of harmony so that you're not always having to fight everybody all the time and like trying to defend who you are because that's exhausting and i found that i had to do that for some time and so i just i'll 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 talk about what that was so i realized that the reason that i'm so happy now that i found this feeling of like expression in a way that i feel is acceptable is because and I'm not talking about this podcast, if you haven't listened to other episodes, then I guess you're like, what is she talking about? But basically, um, I've been like, uh, like making music and, well, music is pretty much the main thing and I've been uh, writing, but anyway, so yeah, those, those are the things that I've been doing, but it's not that I didn't have like modes of expression before. Like when I was in, um, college, I was really into some things that, like they're not things that you can proudly say that you're really into some of them i don't even want to say here (laughs) um but one of those things or two of those things one of those things were um makeup and then the other thing was like clothing and i loved makeup like i felt like it was it was like being an octopus you know it's like you get to wake up and decide how you want to like look as a cohesive unit. You can express how you feel on the inside um, with your face (laughs) and you can match your face to your outfits and you can match your outfits to how you feel on the inside and I felt like it was just kind of, it was fun and the thing is, if you're into art, I feel like like that's one of those things that's like somewhat acceptable. Like if you like to draw, that's chill. If you like to paint, that's chill. But like if you like to put stuff on your face, then it's just like, oh, that's like deceptive or like that's vain, that's superficial. Like there are so many negative things that people feel about makeup. So it's not that I didn't have like my mode of expression. I really loved putting on makeup. I would like make a whole event out of it. Like, i didn't need to like spend two hours in the bathroom like just like you know doing everything perfectly but i'm also a virgo so i love to be perfect um but i would i would take the time to do that because it felt good and i would listen to music and it was just like it was one of those things that i think (laughs) not to be vain but like i feel like it inspired the people around me because they could see how much fun i was having And when you see somebody having a lot of fun, you think, like, I should have some fun. Like, you realize it gives you permission to have fun, especially when it's something as, like, looked down upon it, like, putting on makeup. Um, So when you see somebody doing that, like, it gives you sort of, like, a pass, you know? Um, Because you're kind of being informed that, like, maybe the super ego says, yes, these things are okay. But alas, I feel as though the superego says these things are not okay, or at least in the groups that I was in, it just felt like makeup was one of those pursuits that wasn't going to turn into something that I could be proud of. Which is sad to say because I loved it so much and I still love it now, but it it's not a part of my everyday. Especially now, not now that like I'm not, you know, having to um see people and stuff and also felt like for my for my previous job it was completely inappropriate to to put on a bunch of makeup um which is what i like to do like i don't want to be subtle i want to like go all out (laughs) um so it was just wasn't the right job but i did have a job once where that was totally appropriate and it was to the point where when i would go to work without makeup it was like um no you need to go home (laughs) like (laughs) but um yeah so different different circumstances call for different you know presentations of yourself so we're always looking for this um sweet juicy intersection between what we truly truly want and what society what society is willing to take and one of the things that i found um to express myself in between then and now was languages and i think i developed my love for languages at a rather young age um I would listen to to music and like try to sing along and I like to listen to things in different languages and that was like my main motivation for learning French um in the beginning because I loved French music and like I would sing along and it was just so much easier to sing something if you knew what, what you were saying like um like now I I sometimes listen to like um Indian songs and um and I can remember the syllables and the sounds and stuff like that, but it would be so much easier to remember if I also connected those sounds to meaning, Um, which I can like look at like the overall meaning of a song really quickly, but like to get the feeling of every word, you would kind of have to study the language and I'm not in the headspace to be studying a language right now, but basically that's why I started studying French and I think the more you love the music, of a language and the musicality of the language of the spoken language the easier it is to to learn it but anyway so that was one of those things where it's like um i found like i could express myself um through that um, medium i guess i don't know if language is exactly an art so i don't know if i can call it a medium but you know what i mean i think um so it was one of those things that i really got into i found i was rather good at it and um and, and it's just one of those things that people can't really hate. <laughs> uh, I guess some people can find it like pretentious or something like that. Like there's some, there's something negative to be said about everything, I guess, but, um, almost everything. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it It allowed me to to still be myself, but also be accepted. it was far more acceptable than than makeup. i think you you see what i mean there. but even so, it was like some people thought that it was quite bizarre. like my parents, my, my dad, he was like, why are you learning so many languages? you're gonna rot your brain. and i don't know what would prompt a person to say something like that because i feel like if anything like learning languages makes you smarter and all the research shows that this is the case but i kind of see his point as well because every time you learn a language and this is the reason why i'm not learning languages at this moment every time you're learning a language it's like being reborn as a baby like the object in front of you you have to think no that's not an apple that's an apple, or that's like a, a ringo, or something like you have to think of everything with different sounds connecting them to different um connecting to them almost in a way that you wouldn't normally think to connect them um because languages are not just about translating you know with things like apples and stuff like okay? like you know you can kind of do a one-on-one translation or with like red green and things like that but with concepts um even saying hello how are you these are these are things that have their own um equivalences in different languages and you you kind of have to understand the relationship between different concepts in that language world in order to to understand what you're really saying and so it's it's like being a baby again. It's like learning everything from scratch, and that can be really exciting. And I loved that. And it's a great way to. Honestly, I feel like if you've been through like traumatic stuff, it's a great way to erase, <laughs> um, I don't know, the emotional residue of whatever happened and to like put something fresh in your brain. But the thing is, that thing that you're putting in your brain is not necessarily better. It's just new and it's different and um and there are certain languages that i feel are more like i feel like every language resonates with every person in a in its own way kind of like how you know you can listen to stairway to heaven and i can listen to stairway to heaven and while we might both agree this is um well i mean we can agree on some some things, um, but the way that we feel about it, ultimately, is our own, you know? Um, kind of like, you know, like some songs, they sound obviously sad, but some people can find the beauty in that sadness, while other people think it's too boring or too slow, so it's kind of like how everyone can kind of agree that Italian sounds happy and, you know, Outgoing friendly and things like that confident, maybe But some people might find it annoying and then other people might find it charismatic so yeah anyway, so languages um, They're great, but It's like being a baby again, and sometimes you don't want to be a baby again. Sometimes you want to take the concepts and keep going and I found that when I was learning languages what I would do is take a concept that I already knew example something that i was really comfortable with (laughs) which was for example makeup i'm not even kidding like i would watch makeup tutorials in french in german and you know the ladies they would like talk and they would kind of chat and you would kind of start to get the hang of like new words and um expressions and pronunciation and things like that you really learn a lot from watching the things that watching people do things that you already know how to do, because your brain is like filling in the gaps. Um, but, that just kind of got really dull. It's like, okay, I have I feel like I'm kind of walking in a forest, and I'm just kind of going around in circles, and every time I come to this tree, I call it something different, but it's the same tree. So it was kind of feeling like that. And... Um, yeah i think after after college i just really only had languages and uh now i have music which i feel like kind of like saved me (laughs) because i feel like my original love for language comes from the musicality of language anyway and i feel like music is like all languages like, I don't care if you speak, um, you know, only, uh, mandarin, or only french, if you listen to a song, it doesn't even have to have a single word in it, and you can feel something, and, um, I mean, it's a little pretentious to be like, this is all languages, but it's like, I think, um, I think it's like a whole world in and of itself and there's so much to learn in music like it's a world where you can explore, it's a world where you can be analytical and emotional at the same time. It's a world where you can be technical and carefree at the same time. It's yours to explore and I remember in November like during like elections and stuff. I remember around that time, I was just feeling especially, like, I was just, like, in need of an expression of, like, something to do that, like, could, I guess, justify my existence, I don't know, um, and, and I was, like, I should learn music theory, and and I put off doing it, but one day, I was just, like, you know what, I'm gonna just do it, it doesn't really cost that much money to, like, learn music theory, so I'm gonna just do it, and so i think near the end of november or so um i started to learn and so it's only been like a little over a month and i've learned so much shit sorry so much stuff (laughs) that and i'm I'm not trying to brag like look at me how smart i am i have no idea how fast people learn this but i know that i'm shocked that i am able to learn this because i didn't think that i would be capable um, you know like a few months ago like if you would have said words like subdominant or like diatonic or like secondary uh a secondary dominant or like um tonic or like root i might have had an idea of what like you might be trying to suggest for some of those words but definitely like i wouldn't know (laughs) really and now it's like i'm listening to music and i'm like following along with like uh, sheet music and i'm like learning to like you know transcribe music and and i'm like oh this is you know in i don't know f major and this is moving this is a chord pro- progression moving from like one to five to six to two I'm, like those things would have meant nothing to me <laughs> a few months ago and now they mean something to me and it's not just like i guess coming from a background of like learning languages, i i love words, i love concepts. like that's why, you know, it's part of what you love when you love learning languages. but knowing these concepts is like having a whole new world open in front of you and this world exists everywhere. like for example, i was thinking like, you know, chinese is such a tonal language i mean not such a to- it is a tonal language there's it's not an adjective <laughs> um or it's not it's not a matter of degree it just is and i was thinking like maybe you can find the intervals between like the interval changes between like every word um and see if maybe like there's an average like maybe you can find like a pattern of like the harmony that exists within like mandarin and music is just like everywhere like Uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's just this beautiful thing where once you start understanding it, I guess you don't have to understand it from like a, you know, music theory perspective. Like I feel like Elvis Presley probably didn't, (laughs) but for me, like being like intellectualizing things and analyzing things is a lot of fun. So I, I enjoy this. And it was also kind of like, part of the, the reason why i loved to learn languages was because having conversations with people was painful for me. like, having to talk about, what did you do last weekend? no 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 no. it's like, i don't care. i'm sorry, but i don't care. I, I know that sounds terrible, but most of the time, people don't say anything that makes me want to care. and when you learn a new language though, you have an extra layer of complexity that makes the conversation not so dry, not so boring. So as they're speaking, you're thinking about how to conjugate, you're thinking about what what their words mean, trying to piece together what they're saying, and when you when you speak, you have this whole matrix going on in your head. It's like this Rubik's cube of like how to make the right sentence. And you're trying to put the words in the right places, correct syntax, correct and um, inf- inflections, and there's so much to think about that it makes the conversation actually fun. I don't know if this appeals to anybody else. <laughs> I'm sure it does because it's just a lot of fun. Um, so with music, it's kind of similar. It's like once you understand these concepts of rhythm and melody and scales and you know modulation and I don't know. I'm just throwing words <laughs> out that some of which make total sense, but some some are kind of like, what? Um, If you don't study music theory, if you study music theory, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, But it's like you go out into the world and you're hearing things and you're like, oh, this makes sense. And it just gives you this extra layer of (sighs) things to play with. I don't know. Things to play with in your head i feel like um and so yeah i feel like out of all the things that that i could possibly interest be interested in choosing music was kind of like choosing this thing that i felt like this is the most untouchable thing like everyone everywhere loves music I, i don't think there's a single person on this planet who doesn't love music this is i don't know this is just a fact like everyone loves music and it's it's democratic like a podcast is you know it's like you don't have to have the money to buy a piano you don't have to have the money to have a violin you don't have to have money to have lessons you have your voice you can sing you can you can um literally take a paper cup or not a paper cup, i don't know, something a little sturdier, you can take stuff and just like bang it on stuff and you can make sounds and at the core of it, that's what music is and it's just like everyone can have this and i think that's because everyone can have it, it's it's not it's not too far removed from what people can can um, relate to i guess see i feel like if men were allowed to wear makeup (laughs) there are but like you know from the super ego's perspective they're not but if that were a common thing maybe there would be less judgment on makeup um and i feel like we understand the transformative power of music because we all feel it, but I don't think we all understand the transformative power of makeup or of, like, gardening because these things are not available to everyone. And, um, you know, because you need, like, a space to garden and stuff like that. And, um, so I feel like out of all the things I could be interested in, I feel like I kind of... On the one hand I am genuinely into music like my id is pleased but my superego I think is also pleased or the superego of like this world and, and and so I feel like that is how we find harmony within our ego I feel like from now on there's going to be a lot of like music like metaphors um i'll try to stay away from that um but but i feel like it's important that we find that and it's kind of like this concept of the ikigai of um of the japanese concept of how to find your life's purpose or something and they say it's like the intersection between what you like and what people need and what helps other people and what would also make money and it's like okay these are so many things like i prefer to just think about what i like and what people are willing to accept and i feel as though anything that you like can be turned into a service for somebody else because if you like it chances are somebody else likes it too and and so you know you just have to start with that and i don't know why i feel like talking about this but maybe somebody who's gonna listen to this might relate to this but Basically, I feel like passion is kind of a little bit overrated. Passion means to, to... To to be willing to suffer. And... These things that we love, they don't have to make us suffer. Like, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'll die for my art. It doesn't have to be like that. The thing that you love can bring you nothing but joy. That's possible. And i think it's a sweet feeling when you find something that you love that society lets you love because once you have that, then you can make space to have secrets. then you can also make se- make space to be a little bit more diplomatic. i don't think i'm a diplomatic person at all, but if you're always in this, if you're always in the space of having to pretend to be something that you're not having to pretend to be interested in things that you're not, well, I think that's a limited resource that you have. It's a limited well of resource and it dries up if you use it. And so at some point you're just going to, you're not going to have that energy of like, Continuing to do that, like you're gonna snack back or snap back into your into your id. And on the other hand, if you're always in the id, then it feels like having to fight the world. It feels like having to justify yourself. It feels like nobody's on your side. It feels like nobody understands. And I think it's nice when you can find the intersection between who you are want to be, the things that you love to do, and the things that people will go, okay, yeah, I can kind of see that too. And it also creates a space for creating empathy between you and other people, creating connection that maybe starts out from an intellectual place. Maybe it starts out from wanting to talk about something that you're interested in interested in, in, in a, on a philosophical level, but then maybe that can create a opportunity for a heart connection, I don't know, um, but I feel like the more that I become interested in music, the more, um, I don't do this very much, but sometimes I like to, like, well, I was doing it a lot for a little bit, but lately I don't really do it, but sometimes i like, listen to, like, an interview of, like, a singer, songwriter, a uh, musician, and they'll talk about how they made something, and, you know, their love for music and stuff, I feel like I get what they're saying and that makes me feel closer to humanity. Like, having something that is not so obscure that nobody gets makes you feel... like, once you have something that, you know, other people also understand, it makes you feel like you're part of something. And even if you're not talking to them, like, having, like, a conversation back and forth, it feels like... it feels like you just know that they get you, and you know that they get you, or that you get them, because um because it's like they're saying the same the same things as, as you're feeling and thinking and um, and then once you have that, once you have that thing your front, your facade that is not totally fake it's just, you know like like a turtle shell is a part of their body (laughs) it's their exoskeleton like it's their it's it's part of them there's nothing fake about it um but it is it is how they present themselves to the world i feel like once you have that your your protective shield that is simultaneously you but also you know kind of lets people back off it's just like okay like i have this thing <laughs> and this is a thing that i'm into and it corresponds to who i truly am and this is something that people are willing to accept so it's like people can back off <laughs> or i feel like if you're an introvert then you kind of want people to back off but then if you're an extrovert then you kind of want this thing that like connects you to people even more and i feel like i kind of want something in between like i definitely want people to like back off and like not <laughs> judge me <laughs> but at the same time um, i want to know that i'm not crazy and that like other people are thinking feeling things that i think and feel too and then um so once you have that it's like you can have more space to live in it. and so i've been writing more and i don't even want to talk about my writing because i feel how kind of how hemingway feels about writing which is like it's bad luck to talk about writing but at the same time um i'm not trying to write to be good anymore i was trying to be i was trying to be a good writer whatever that meant uh writing things in a presentable manner but now i just realized i don't even want to write in order to present my writing i want to write because i want to read what i have to write because i have something that i want to think about and writing is just a form of thinking and if if you're writing if you're writing from your life it can ease the pain of having to go through whatever you're going through it's like, okay, at least i can write about it. and if you're writing from pure imagination, which i don't think there's such thing as pure imagination, you're always combining two things that you've already seen, but you know, if if you're combining things and it's like, yes, like this is like the world that i would like to live. and you know, i think once we see what we want to create, what we want to experience, we also see that like life is actually constantly presenting us with opportunities to go further into those arenas and i think the gift of being a human being is we can project and we can imagine scenarios we can imagine things that haven't happened yet and we just not to say that other animals can't do this but i think this is something that we definitely can do it, it just it's helpful because because maybe you want something but you haven't really thought through what it would be like to have that thing and once you start writing about it once you start getting into the vibe of like feeling what that might be like maybe you realize okay i've like scratched that itch and i don't need to actually go through all that and i can go explore something else that i want even more or you you realize wow why don't i do this for real like i just feel like it just helps you understand and process what you go through and also what you want to experience um and this is not something that you need to share with other people Wanting to share your writing is also a beautiful thing, but it's just different than what I really want from writing. And that's that's something else that I realized. Like, these things that we love, they're not just words. Like, writing is not just writing. There are many forms of writing. Music is not just music. There are many forms of music. Um, some people might like to improvise. Some people might like to learn um, songs, um, like classical pieces um they want to be technically perfect and some people want to do a little bit of everything they want to like write and produce and they want to i don't know there's just and they like different kinds of music there's just it's such a vast world that once you get too attached to the word itself of music or of writing then you start driving yourself crazy sometimes by veering off too far from what it is that you actually want to do because you tap into the super ego's desire of what that thing should be and within that super ego there's always a pocket there's a little niche where you fit but you don't go there by by becoming attached to that word you go there by feeling what you feel and going where you feel so for example when i was younger i loved to draw and um when i was like in like middle school uh going to high school ish like in the summertime i would like just draw for like five hours a day and i would like make um like black and white like charcoal drawings like i loved to shade i loved line drawings i loved like um i love being like perfect (laughs) um and so that's why i love drawing people's faces because i thought you know faces faces are so precise that if you're off by millimeter you can see the difference and it'll seem wrong and i love to like draw you know faces like free-handed i just wanted to understand proportions and 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 just capture faces uh by you know being technically proficient and i loved doing that and then as i kind of got older i feel like that love kind of evolved into something else and maybe makeup is an expression of it but i wouldn't say that these are exactly the same thing maybe makeup is an extension of it but it's not, it's not the same thing. and and um, and I've lost my original love for art because the world of art is so vast that you forget what it is that you loved about it to begin with, if you get too attached to to the word art. And so just yesterday, I was making my own tarot deck, a homemade tarot deck, and I feel like, it's one of those things where i feel like you're guided by gods because i didn't plan on doing it but i just kind of woke up and i decided i would do it and i'm normally so i almost want to use the word lazy but i at the same time i feel like nobody's truly lazy there's just things that we want to do and things that we allow ourselves to do (laughs) and then there are things that we want to do and that we don't allow ourselves to do and then there's a bunch of stuff that we feel like we have to do that we don't want to do But when it comes down to it, if given the chance to do what we want to do, nobody is lazy. But I don't know why making art felt like a lot of effort to me for a while. But for some reason that day, or yesterday, I was just like, I'm going to just like draw. Like, it wasn't a decision really, I just kind of decided to, well not decide, but I just kind of started doing it. So, um, so I would make like these little illustrations on each card and maybe I'll make one of these cards the picture for this episode um to show you what i mean and it just connected me back to the feeling of what it is that i love about art i like to illustrate i like to draw simple things from life the things that i love um i love lines and proportions and i love shading as well i love color as well but i feel like most of all i just like I, like, I, love, I love lines, I love the cleanliness of lines, I love the perfection of being able to capture something with a few strokes of, of ink, you know, or, you know, <laughs> graphite, and that connected me back to that feeling, and so now I feel like I'm excited to make art again, there's this one thing that I've been wanting, actually I don't want to talk too much about it, i'll make it and then if i make it then i'll make it like the, the podcast cover photo for for the next episode or something or whenever i make it but yeah anyway i guess so derailed sometimes that i hope that like you never hang on too tightly to what i say i'm about to say because sometimes i don't i do say what i'm about to say um But yes, we can't get too attached to the word. We have to get, you know, more into the feeling. And, and I guess that's basically (laughs) what I wanted to say this episode is that we have this thing called an id. Our true desires is what we really want. And then we have the super ego, which is what everybody else wants from us and you can feel it when somebody's only living in their super ego, you just feel like they're about to crack, like they're, they're so fragile, they're so brittle, and you can feel it too when somebody's so much in their id that they're having to fight everybody, and I feel like I kind of swing back and forth between these two states, and now I feel like I'm finding my ego, and it's a good thing, because I have lost my ego for some time, and, and that's not to say I wasn't I don't know, ego can be perceived as like arrogance, like that's usually what people think of, but I mean ego in terms of like just having an identity of like, this is who you are on this earth, this is your name. For a while, I had an ego death. It just happened like, I don't know why it happened to me, but it happened to me and it was it was cool. Like you genuinely felt like you were one with, and I wasn't on drugs. Like I just genuinely felt like I was one with everyone. It just, I don't know, it just happened. But it's a very confusing place to be and while other people might be kind of kind to you in that time because they could feel that you feel them and they feel oneness with you too it's an exhausting place to be as well because it's kind of confusing because people keep on wanting you to have an ego people want you to say this is me this is what i'm into and to make it less confusing for everybody else it's nice to be like Hey, this is me. This is what I'm like. This is what I love to do. Th- these are the things that make me feel alive. These are my reasons to live. And once you can present that image, which is simultaneously true but also acceptable, then you can have more secrets. You can you can write for yourself. Then you feel less of a need to like always show things to people. Then you can um do whatever it is that you like to do. You can have secrets. You can... be more okay with yourself. Because you know that... it's not exhausting to have to present yourself to people anymore. Because it's in alignment with who you are. Not all of you, and you don't have to present all of you. But it is in alignment with a part of who you are. And it's a really great feeling. And so, I guess that's what this episode was about is i hope p- that people can find their egos and i wonder if seeing things from this perspective might like shed light on some you know identity crisis and things like that i think the whole identity crisis situation is really about trying to re- trying to reconciliate who you are and who-, who other people want you to be and i think we have to take into consideration what other people want from us because i don't think it's always meant from like a an evil perspective i think if we all lived purely in id i don't know i don't know if this world would be functional um we would probably be quite unreliable and that's another thing about like music i feel like once you're really like into music or any sort of art really then being kind of moody and eccentric is a lot more okay. because people are like, oh, okay, yeah. it's because you live from the space of the subconscious, and you create from the subconscious, and you're almost like not a human being. you're just kind of like, you're like a spirit. so it's okay, i forgive you. Like, (laughs) i feel like i am more of a spirit than a human being. so i feel like having that... (sighs) makes makes people i guess more accepting of me maybe i'm thinking about it too much but probably not (laughs) because i view other people like this um eccentric people kind of have to back up their eccentricity with some art otherwise it's hard for people to understand and people might think you're just being rude or whatever but i feel like being kind of i don't know like spontaneous and not diplomatic, I feel like that kind of can be okay. It's kind of more acceptable when when you're like, okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I just live from more of like a primal state, I guess. I think people like having expectations because this world kind of functions on, on expectations. And... And we need to have expectations. We need to have an understanding of cause and effect. And so learning to reconcile your id with your super ego Is basically Making that easier for people. It's saying, this is the cause And this is the effect And, and I don't hate you I just, I'm like this. <laughs> well, that's a very specific example But it's like It's helping people to understand It's the same as kind of, you know, how we dress, you know, if you, they say dress to impress or dress for the job you want and all the job you have because people associate you with, with your outside because they can't see your inside. Sorry, they can't. You can, you can try to show it, but it must be done on the outside somehow. And, and people can feel auras and stuff, but still something has to radiate out in order for that to be felt. And and when you dress for the job that you want, people feel that and they go, Okay, this is who they say they are. And they let you be that person, I think, if 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 the whole unit of you is cohesive. And I think similarly having like a cohesive id ego and super ego where it's not fragmented, where, you know, who you are on the outside is so far removed from who you truly are that like you're just suffering. I think some societies have that big time and it may, it's painful to watch to watch um and th- and they excel in some things but it's painful to watch um i think when when it's not in alignment then you're setting up expectations for people to have of, of you that you don't want to fulfill and i think that's a really dark place to live i think it's nicer to say okay here's what you can expect from me is that okay I'm like, okay, that's okay. And then you, you do that part. And then and then you can have your own space to do the things that maybe other people think are a little strange, but but those are your things. And it's okay. So yeah, um <laughs> this episode I hope made sense and um I really liked making it. This is the kind of thing that I've been wanting to make ever since I started making podcasts. I wanted to be able to have cohesive thoughts, and say things that that simultaneously expressed what i was thinking and feeling, but also like made sense to people, and i think, i hope i did a okay job, um, i feel like i'm continuing to improve. and by the way, another thing i want to say is, if you want to do something, like, go ahead and start doing it, because you might be surprised at the progress that you make, when i first started making podcasts it was so painful <laughs> i was like this is so impossible how does some? how does anybody just like freely talk i needed to script things and but it comes along and and when i started learning music theory or before i was starting to learn music theory i was like these are impossible things this seems really really daunting then as soon as i started started i was like this makes perfect sense and all the pieces snapped into the right places i, I was learning from lessons but the lessons were so good as a foundation that it helped me to understand how to explore on my own. It was like more like being given a roadmap than being like, this is what you do. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I feel like if you, if you want to make a podcast, if you want to, I don't know, I don't know what it is that you want to do, but I feel like you should go ahead and do those things because it might be really hard at first. I feel like at first it's harder than you think, and then it gets to be easier than you think, I don't know, I'm saying this like I'm a really pro like podcaster, but I'm just like astounded that I'm able to make an episode like this, because I didn't think that I would be able to do something like this, um, it's like not an impressive feat, but it's like, it's impressive for me, because I, I, my expectations were pretty low, so my throat's kind of getting tired, and um, i wish you a happy new year um and also i guess i'll just call this like season two of my episode or my my podcast and also um i've decided that my new year's resolution was going to be um that quote my new year's resolutions are like always like quotes now um last year it was play is the highest form of vibration vibration play is the highest form of research but it is also high vibrational feeling um but this year it's to thine own self be true i think it's kind of playing into the whole you know finding your id ego super ego knowing knowing what part of you is what and as much as possible trying to align those three things um yeah so that is my new year's resolution did i have anything else i want to say there are so many things i want to (laughs) say but i would have to like launch into like a whole another thing so i'll leave it here i hope that um if you're listening now um uh, now when is now now is when i publish If you're listening on the weekend of like january like 8th 9th 10th um you might be able to see like a mercury jupiter saturn conjunction in the sky i don't know look it up um if that's something that interests you but other than that i hope you've had a lovely christmas new year's and that you have a great fun new year's resolution as well something that you actually like look forward to not something like oh i have to do this like don't live from the super ego try to reconcile what it is that you actually want with the super ego like make negotiations <laughs> and i will see you on another episode thank you for listening bye